Welcome to Rising Femme, a podcast dedicated to helping you rise higher in all areas of your life and leadership. I'm your host, therapist and mindset business success coach, Monique Harding. Over the last seven years, I've mentored thousands of ambitious visionaries and purpose-led leaders looking to expand their income and their impact, embody their fullness and connect with their true north. I'll be bringing you some of my favorite thought leaders, cozy solo riffs that mess with your stuck thinking, and powerful story shares across all things business, relationships, money, and more. If you're a bold, big dreaming woman ready to unlock your highest potential with confidence and unshakable self-belief, settle in. Let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of Rising Femme. I have really enjoyed bringing back a couple of solo eps for you guys. It's um, just a different vibe, isn't it? When you, you're interviewing somebody, you're in conversation and whilst I love bringing guests onto the podcast and, and you know sharing their expertise, their knowledge, their perspective with you, um, I think these solo episodes are also just so enjoyable for me as well Um, because it really just gets my creative juices flowing it gives me something for you know my sacral to respond to in what I'm really excited about at the moment what I'm talking about with my coaching clients and I guess my hope is that it gives you a little glimpse into what it would be like to to work with me to partner with me um, to grow the profit within your business in a really strengths-led spacious way and today's episode is touching on, I guess, what you would consider one of my content pillars, um, if you wanted to use that language. And that is around all things intentional business. Uh, I get asked this question, I wouldn't say a lot, but, um, you know, whenever I speak to clients about this idea of being really, you know, intentional in your business, it can sometimes be a bit con- confusing, right? It's like, well, intentional around what? <laughs> like, aren't I intentional every day? Um, the answer to that is no, you're not. <laughs> you know, 95% of the time your subconscious is running the show. So the old brain is making decisions based on past experiences, belief systems that may not serve you anymore. And basically your your dominant conditioning, um, which is largely influenced by growing up experience, peers around you, people that you surround yourself by, the rooms that you sit in, the groups in which you frequent and, you know, your society. Um, You'd have different belief systems if you lived in a country on the other side of the world as to what you do if you are living in Australia or America, Um, you know, New Zealand, UK, whatever, whatever country. Um, Just mindful that I have some listeners that are not just Australia-based there. <laughs> you know, you never want to exclude. But I guess, you know, the the thing I really want you to to get you thinking about today is this, you know, idea of being really intentional in your business and, you know, questioning conventional ideas around growth. So today we're actually going to be talking about some ideas that a past coach of mine actually introduced to me that have just become so instrumental in the way that I now work with leaders and and business owners. And that's that we're going to be unpacking the idea is staying small actually the best thing for your business. 
And some of you might be familiar with the thought leadership of Paul Jarvis, um, who a lot of these ideas kind of come from. And then I guess like I've woven in some psychology, I've woven in some of my sustainable strategy ideas into to his work. But he talks about this, you know, model of business being like a company of one. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are just one person in your in your business. You might have a virtual assistant or a collaborator. You might have an OBM. You might have people supporting you with your podcast, with your marketing. Um, a company of one mentality is more around being a business that questions growth. So the mindset here is actually critical because the mindset is one of building your business around your life, not the other way around, which is often what conventional business growth entrepreneurship kind of drills into us. So I'm going to explore with you how you know the concepts he talks about staying intentionally small work alongside you know my teachings of high performance psychology strengths driven strategy and aligned action to increase your profits so first of all i think it's really helpful to get a clear definition on this model right um so if it's not necessarily just one person then what is this idea of like staying small really all about well it is a business model that focuses on building a really lean adaptable and purpose-driven service-based business. So it really goes against all of those typical capitalist approaches of scaling more and, you know, being bigger all the time, like chasing that growth um, in a really unrelenting way. So it requires a lot of critical thinking, you know, because we're, we're all largely conditioned to have that more is more attitude, you know, uh, I imagine if I was sitting across from you and we're having a conversation right now, like how many people have asked you, like, what are your growth goals this year? How many employees do you want to grow to? What's the next steps for the business? You know, we're constantly thinking future, future, more, more growth, growth. And quite frankly, it can be a little bit exhausting, right? Um, plus, you know, a lot of the research shows that growth is not necessarily the best thing for profit either. Um, you know, Often the more you grow, uh, the more you decrease your profit margin. So you want to be really intentional in that growth pursuit. Um, so this idea of being, you know, staying small intentionally is flipping the growth for growth sake mentality on its head um, and looking instead at things like simplicity, speed, control and resilience and really fostering that for optimization and adaptability within your current business structure. So the three main ideas I wanted to get you thinking about today that all center around this, the first one is around this idea of not continually aiming higher, but actually setting profit limits. Now, this might be a very foreign concept to you if you are well entrenched in the growth for growth sake mentality. But the idea of, you know, setting profit limits, it's about stepping away from those capitalist values of more. You know, it's it, really, it's a never satisfied mentality, right? Like you, you're focused on endless growth, 
growth for growth's sake. Um, it's often correlated with endless stress, overwhelm for the business owner. Like doesn't sound like a really enjoyable way for me to structure a business and for me to live my life, quite frankly. Um, I know I'm certainly not available for that. Um, so what if instead of spending your life working for the business, you made the business work for you? So you set a profit goal and you work to achieve that. You tweak where necessary and you stay really laser focused on expenses and profit margins. So I'd love for you to reflect on that in this moment, whether you need to pause the podcast, go and take a look at your numbers, um, or if it's just even you really sitting on this reflecting, do you have a profit goal and what do you automatically do once you hit it? Do you set that same goal again or do you just go straight for the increase? Are you constantly looking at what is the next growth stage? What is more for you? And if you are, don't make that wrong, but what is that for? No, what what does the more afford you? Why is that important to you? What's that about? Where does that belief come from, right? Because it comes from somewhere and it's helpful for us to be really linked into and anchored into the why of why we're actually chasing them all. The second idea around this idea of staying small being the best thing for your business is the idea and the approach of creating hyper focus. So in order to have a really profitable company of one model, you you want to be hyper focused on either who it is that you serve or the way in which you serve them. And quite frankly, this is just good business practice, right? Like I often use the analogy with my clients around, what are you going to pay more for? A marketing course for business owners, a marketing course for service-based business owners, a marketing course for personal trainers, or a marketing course for personal trainers launching online programs. Like think about that from the perspective of you're a personal trainer launching an online program. You might pay a couple of hundred bucks for the marketing course for business owners. Once it's a bit more service-based oriented, maybe the price jumps up a little bit. When it's specific to personal trainers, already you're going to invest at a higher amount. And then if it's specific to who you are as well as the the season that you are in or reflecting what your challenges are within your very unique business model, you have the potential to 10x your prices by staying really hyper-focused in who you serve or how you serve them. So not only does this support you to have a higher profit margin and to increase your prices, it also increases your organic marketing efforts because typically you then increase your word of mouth referrals because people think of you as being the go-to in that industry, in that space. If they're people that are coming to work with you that are well-connected, they're likely going to refer you to their friends. Um, And so then potentially your marketing spend is going to go down as well because you're not needing to drill in as much money into um, a marketing spend to to reach a, a broader audience. So that's the second idea, this idea of hyper-focus. Now, the third and final idea I want to share with you around this intentional business model, you know, questioning your growth for growth's sake mindset is how do you embrace minimalism and efficiency within your current business structure? 
So if I use my business as an example here, every 90 days, I like to have a strategy review session where I do my planning for the next 90 days to come. I also do an annual and a six month kind of um, visioning, you know, framework setting, um, setting exercise where I map out like all of the school holidays. I map out the holidays that we're planning on going on as a family. I map out key important dates, some time for myself where I'm not, you know, working in the business. Um, and that's where I start. I start at lifestyle and then from there I kind of work back. Okay, well, I've got this great idea for a group program. When is that going to, when's going to be the best time for me to be launching something like that? How much availability do I have for one-on-one coaching clients throughout this period of time? What's my clinic look like in terms of um, capacity of bringing on new clients. And I map all of that out kind of from a higher level. And then each 90 days I sit down, I revisit that and then get a little bit more in the detail in terms of, you know, content planning, marketing, um, what offerings I'm going to be promoting, etc. So this is supportive because it allows me to review all of my systems and make sure that I'm optimizing absolutely everything possible. So I'm not wasting time in any particular area. But the review process is so critical, right? Like think about how many subscriptions you have or things that you are possibly doing manually that you just don't need anymore, right? Like maybe you're sending out all of your, I don't know, like welcome emails and onboarding processes in a manual way rather than utilizing some kind of CRM system to manage that for you. You know, there's so many different options available to you these days. Um, You can use, you know, products such as Zapier to be, um, once somebody purchases something, for it to kick into a Gmail email to be sent out to somebody rather than you having to rely on, you know, your, your own like memory for starters, but your own like real processes on the back end to be doing all of those things. There's so many options for you to be saving a lot of time. And I think this is the idea that often gets missed in this, you know, company of one um, intentionally small kind of mindset. And I shouldn't even say small, right? Because it's not necessarily a small business. Like if you're thinking small business um, reflecting headcount, then yes, it's small. Um, But I could give you multiple examples of solopreneurs that I work with that have multi-million dollar businesses, right? Like we're not talking about small scale and they run at high, high profit because of these kind of processes, right? Where they're constantly looking at how can they optimize their systems? How can they improve things? And how can they embrace a minimalist uh, mindset? So staying lean is going to require that though. Yeah, it's not an option, you know? Staying lean is gonna require maximum efficiency. So you're gonna have to commit to those regular reviews, looking at what's working, what's not, what can be automated, what can be outsourced. And then also, you know, having a kick-ass spreadsheet for uh, seeing how outsourcing decisions are impacting your profit margins because we want to be really intentional around that, right? It's all about keeping the profit high. And then I think the other biggest thing that's really good to look at when you have, you know, the adaptability and resilience of being in a um, company of one, staying intentionally small, is this idea of what are your highest ROI activities? ROI being your return on investment activities. So what things are bringing in the most money for you? 
do they feel joyful? Do they light you up? Because that's the most important thing, obviously. Um, However, then, you know, is it worth you laser focusing in more on those over broadening your service offering? Because again, the pillar two is around that hyper-focus. Yeah, so really encouraging you, explore some of these different ideas, regardless of your business size. You might have multiple employees. You know, I think it's always great to be looking at our efficiency, at how we're optimizing, at, you know, different ways in which we can increase our profit margins. You know, it's one of the the key outcomes of working with me as your coach. I'm always going to be looking at different ways in which we can make your business model more profitable, Um, you know, whether that's through optimization, whether that's through outsourcing, whether that's through, you know, shifting the the offers that you have, um, looking at more scalable offerings, you know, there's multiple different lenses in which we look at it through. Um, And this is just one of those. So the three different ideas, I guess that we would call them, that, that fit within this intentional model of business, questioning growth for growth's sake that we've gone through today to not be continually aiming higher, but setting some profit limits. So asking yourself what those are, um, creating a hyper focus in terms of how you serve people or who you serve and embracing minimalism and efficiency. So I hope that this has been really, really helpful. Love connecting with you all in this way. And as I mentioned at the start of the episode, I do have a couple of spots at the time of recording anyway. I had a couple of spots available for commencement in working with me from October. This is going to be for you if you are a business owner that is really looking to increase your profit, but in a way that feels super spacious and really amplifies your strengths so that you can exhale into those ups and downs in business with confidence. You know, I'm all about working with you in a way that creates really deep understanding of your triggers, your beliefs, and amplifies those strengths. So please get in touch. All of the details are in the show notes, or you can DM me at Monique Harding underscore. Look forward to being back with you next week for another episode of Rising Femme. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that you have gained some new insight and ideas from today's episode. I would love nothing more than to hear from you. Tell me your greatest takeaway, how you're going to apply it, and why not share it in a review? It is honestly the biggest compliment that you can give to rate and review or share this with your people on Instagram. And if you want more, you might like to check out my website, moniqueharding.co. You can get a free copy of my quiz to identify the one area that you're needing to work on now in order to increase your impact and income and level up in your life. Big love, and I'll see you next week.